Is it going to switch back and forth now? We're going to find out. I'm going to stop so, it, and then we'll... I think in order to do that, though, he would need to talk. Yes. Robert, tell me about how much Chris is annoying. Well, well, I don't, I don't know Chris, um, <laughs> but I, I wouldn't call him that. Um, Smart move, Robert. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> I am a guest on this podcast. He could just shut it all off. <laughs> nope, we're done. Just knock the computer off the desk. <laughs> all right, I'll stop recording. No, my recording stopped. <laughs> all right, does it actually save it, or do I have to go we to? We were it? going to have a guest on, but we decided not because he sucks. <laughs> And Jordan's home, and we're back. (laughs) (laughs) This is the Always More Podcast. Hello and hello. It is August 4th, and welcome to the Always More Podcast, where we believe there's always more room at the table for honest questions, meaningful conversations, and a deeper understanding. Today on the pod, we are talking about officially unofficial contracts, jetpacks, Al Capone, the creative life, and so much more. But first, I am your host, Tim Lichty, and sitting across from me is my co-host and my best friend in the whole entire world, Christopher Thomas Ford. How you doing, sir? I'm doing all right, man. You doing all right? A little toasty. A little toasty. The power's been out where we are for a minute. So, so the AC hasn't been working, but I think it's on now, so I'm good. You were talking about train wrecks, and I think this is like this day, this this This, this day this has month. been the train wreck, <laughs> This yes. month for recording has been that? <laughs> oh, my God. it's It's been difficult. It's been rough. It's been hard. Right. It's, but I think I think we'll be on the right path for the next few episodes at least. <laughs> I hope so. I mean, depending on how you look at it, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, guys, we'll okay, so obviously, if, if you're listening to this and you're watching this, you're going to see a lot of different things, but we're, we're busy guys, and we're dads, yeah. and so a lot of our recording revolves around our jobs and our kids, and so today, Chris came over at a reasonable time on earlier. Yeah, I was here early you today. Were early, the one day that you were early. <laughs> <laughs> I was here early today. <laughs> My power goes out. And so we had to wait two hours for the power to turn back on, and so our kids can take a nap and just, mm-hmm. yeah. And so we're we're trucking through. We'll figure it out. We we will figure it out. Um, so today we're gonna fly through our first and last segments because uh, a little bit further on the episode we actually have some special guests uh, by the names of uh, uh, Jordan Bailey and Robert Edwards. And they're going to be talking about the creative lifestyle and their jobs and what they do as videographers and web designers. And so really excited, really pumped. And I'm looking forward to hearing from them. Like, yeah, it's going to be great. I think this is going to be pretty fun. Um, definitely going to be a different type of interview because we yeah. have one in studio. Yeah. Studio. Yeah. And uh, we've got one <laughs> via Zoom. That's right. Um, and we're still using the free version of Zoom because... <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Weepo, right? So yeah, it's gonna be uh, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Well, okay. All right, let's let's move on then. Let's get into it. Let's get into our segments. Uh, our first segment is Wreck and Rev, which is our recommendations and reviews of the week. Um, I'll go first. Yeah, please uh, do. So uh, just recently, after many months, years, months of delays, uh, Black Widow finally came out. That's a little over a year, I think. Yeah. Weren't they planning on, like, January of 2020? It, yeah, it, something like that. So it was, it's been a while. I don't know. It's been a minute, yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, so it's directed by Kate Shortland, who really does a good job of unveiling who Natasha Romanoff is. Um, the action is good. I liked it. 
Uh, the acting was actually fitting. Like I really appreciated all the actors like that they chose. Uh, I think they all did really well with one another. The great chemistry. Yeah. Um, I loved the fi- the family dynamic that they gave to Natasha because it really it's un- it's really unfortunate because I feel like I wish I would have gotten this film before Endgame because right. um, I mean because spoiler alert. She died. <laughs> she did. Um, but this movie does a really great job of kind of giving her a little bit more backstory into why she kind of stuck around in Endgame and why she would kind of became the, um, I don't know if the, almost the Nick Fury of the Avengers in Endgame. Right, yeah, she had to run basically all the contact points right. and all the different heroes doing their different things and, yeah. Yeah, so anyways, I kind of wish it came out before Endgame because it kind of gives that more more of a depth behind it. But yeah, it was a really good movie. Uh, I think I gave it like an 8 out of 10. Um, but I liked it. I really enjoyed it. And of course, um, uh, what's her name? Scarlett Johansson. Scar- Scarlett Johansson is really Scar- great. Scarjo. Scarjo. She's I've phenomenal. I've never been disappointed in a film I've seen her in, except for hmm. Ghost in the Shell. I haven't seen it, so. Don't. Okay. Like, it's an amazing anime. Yeah. That may actually be my wreck and rev next time. <laughs> uh, it's an amazing anime, but when they tried to do a live action adaptation, they should have not. Just not. Just not. <laughs> just don't. Yeah. That's one of those things I should have left alone. All right, Chris, what you got for me, bro? So mine is actually a stand-up comedy special, which I don't know if there's like a disconnect between the mentally ill and stand-up comedy, <laughs> uh, but you'll notice that we like to click on to stand-up comedy for reasons. Yeah. Um, actually, one of my favorite comedians of all time, Tig Notaro. Yeah. Uh, she is a cancer survivor. She is hilarious. She is very dry wit, mm-hmm. like low-energy comedy, but it's always hilarious. <laughs> Um, she did a special called Drawn. It's on HBO Max, where basically it's a stand-up special like normal, but the entire thing is animated. So they had, like, I guess cartoonists and CGI specialists come in and basically animate uh, going back and forth between her stand-up, like showing her on stage yeah. as a cartoon, and then the stories that she's telling. Oh, I see. Um, and she talks about everything from, like, the Kool-Aid man to getting her wisdom teeth removed and then talking to strangers covered in her own blood. <laughs> um, talentless talent shows where, like, she signs up for a talent show. Oh, nice. It, where it, she, like, she, of a talent she, she doesn't she actually, have? No, she actually has talent. Like, she plays, oh. she plays music. <laughs> She's a guitarist. She plays guitar. Oh, okay. Um, and she signs up for all kinds of cool stuff. But you should watch it. Listen to it. Yeah. It's hilarious. You will die laughing <laughs> and then come back to life. I feel like my all of my um, stand-up experience comes from you it does yeah <laughs> you're not a, you're not a stand-up comedy I, person it's you, not what i usually neither go to. you nor my wife would choose to watch those things yeah but i think you guys get some enjoyment out of them when i'm like hey you should watch this you like this. i feel like i need to just listen to it like a like a podcast i feel like i, could, I can get more i think i would be more inclined to actually listen to it if i were to do it that Fun way fact tig Nataro actually has a podcast all right done i'll put it on there then so check it out cool cool all right uh, so that's what we've got for our Reckon Revs. Yes. Let's move on to our next topic. Yeah. I don't know who needed to hear this. If you're feeling low, treat yourself to a good cry. Crying mm. for long periods of time releases oxytocin and in, uh, in, uh, indigenous, no, indigenous, no. No, indigenous. Indigenous opioids. In, indigenous? Indigenous. Indigenous. It's not indigenous. (laughs) Guys, we're not experts. Um, uh, Otherwise known as endorphins. And so it's scientifically proven that if you cry, it actually does help you make you feel better in the 
long run. Like, it doesn't fix everything, but it does help. Makes it better. Makes it better. Like I said, mentally ill, so I'm very right. familiar. <laughs> very familiar. But, yeah. And and, and I want to, I want to. I mean, I know I'm pretty much speaking to the choir here, but um, dudes, if you're listening, crying is okay. As long as you don't do it in front of other people. Shut up, dude. <laughs> That's the exact opposite <laughs> of what we're trying to get across here. It is okay uh, to no, cry. Feel it your is, emotions. Feel what you feel. Yes. Please, please, right. please. What you got, Chris? Uh, speaking of indigenous, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who needed to hear this, but treaties exist for a reason. Come on. And putting a pipeline through indigenous lands is wrong. Come on. I don't care what you think the justification is, how many jobs you think it's going to create, what kind of whatever it's going to do for the country. These lands are protected by treaties signed by the government. And then when the government goes back on it and says, no, it's fine, this company can build a pipeline straight across the water. Like as indigenous peoples, we know that it's not if this pipeline is going to leak. It's when and where. Right. Because 100% of pipelines are at some point going to leak. Yeah. They either do it during construction, shortly after, or it could take a long time, but it's going to break. It's going to release oil and all kinds of toxins into sacred lands, typically above water sources, and it's going to poison everything in the area. Yep. Water protectors are literally there to protect the water. It is wrong to run these pipelines. Yeah. That's all I got on that. Um, doing a lot of studying for a future uh, episode that we're doing, um, guys, go look up how many times the American government has just completely screwed over, killed, betrayed those treaties. Like it's it's so 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 many times, mm-hmm. and the I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. One of the biggest heartaches and the frustrations is it's like okay we should have gotten over this by now like we should have like no hey if a treaty you sign a treaty then that's a legal contract you go buy it don't change it that's one of the biggest things here is like look look, we understand if you don't respect us as people but at least you know respect the contract the legal contract that you're writing out (laughs) seriously you're the ones that wrote these contracts yeah and then forced us to agree with them yeah and then you don't like work by your own contract like yeah you know what that We'll get in that in a later date. Yeah, we will. Oh man! All right, let's move on because we could we could back <laughs> back on some happy notes. <laughs> let's jump into what did I miss? Yes. All, All right. right. So this is the part of the show we like to present you with some news of the week that you probably didn't hear about. What you got for me, Tim? All right, Chris. How much would you like to visit a newly created Tower of Babel? I know what happened there, so I would not. <laughs> I'm familiar with the Tower of Babel. Not okay, about it. Okay, 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 okay. So the Ark Encounter, which is uh, it's a park um, where it includes this life-size depiction of what the Genesis Ark would have looked like. Uh, and trust me, I've been there. It is as weird as it sounds. It's and it's massive. It's like it's, it's huge. It, it is a huge thing. Um, so it's it's exactly how it would have looked like. It's exactly how it's described in the Bible. Um, but it's a park, and they 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 you know they made it. They have it's basically a museum. It's a huge museum. Um, so they have decided to create an expansion to the park by building their interpretation of the Tower of Babel. Which is ironic because the whole point of the Tower of Babel was that it made God mad because they were building the Tower of Babel. Yes. Now, hear me out. I don't think God has a problem with us creating skyscrapers, but if you're going to create an extension to your exhibit or your park 
that says, hey, you know what? Let's build something that God did not like. That God already told us <laughs> not to do. I don't think it's a smart idea to try that again. Especially not if you're a Christian. Like, I'd understand <laughs> if it were like an atheist right. park. Like, let's rebuild the Tower of Babel and laugh at the Christians. You know what? But these are like self-professing Christians. I know. I know. That's, well, that's like, like, you know what we should do when Jesus comes back? Let's crucify him again. <laughs> that's how I feel that that kind of yeah. like in the face of God, they're just like, oh my you know? God. I feel like, you know what? I bet you this started something like what you just said. I bet you it was an atheist who was like being a smart enough. You know what? We should just go build a tower in Abel or a tower of Babel and some guy, like the creator, kind of was like, how? D- oh, Actually, that's not a bad that's idea. Not a bad- <laughs> it's probably like some deep cover atheist, like just feeding Christians bad ideas and they just keep taking it. Like he's undercover, like he knows they're all bad ideas and they're just like, yes. Because it's coming from Brother John. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, so here's some more to this story, uh, which um, you could probably find a little um, uh, angering, to say the least. A public release from the Ark Encounter Park said that the new attraction will tackle the racism issue uh. by helping visitors understand how genetic research in the Bible confirmed the origin of all people groups around the world. So, biblical genetic research. You know, they got the right answer. They used the wrong formula, but... yeah. I, I, like kudos to them of trying to tell people like, hey, we're all human. We are all this. On the other yeah. hand, it's like they're going to skip over the whole part about like, okay, but this racism isn't because we just made this up. It's based on the color of your skin. And it's like, what we, about the transatlantic slave trade? Oh, we're going to ignore that, right? Yeah, they're going to ignore because we're all one people. Yeah, that's my fear is that they're going to skip a whole bunch of systemic racism stuff. Yep. and just to say like, well, nothing's really wrong. God created this way, so let's just be happier and not racist. I'm yeah. like, let's just ignore racism. It's that, not a thing. That, that it hasn't worked yet. <laughs> that, that's the whole thing behind I can't all tell this. You how many times I've put something on like social media about race and some of the issues facing me as a human being with my own experiences and people are like, Oh, we shouldn't just talk about it. That's the whole problem. Everybody's talking about it. No, I'm experiencing it. Like it's happening to me. Right. I talk about it because it happens. We can't just, Oh, we're all human. So let's do better. That may work for you, but that's not working for the people that are actively trying to hurt other people with racism. Yep. So encounter tower babble. I don't think we're going to get light on any of these subjects. <laughs> That's fine. I'm here. I'm here for it. What you got, man? Give it to me. All right. Pilots in L.A. were warned about a possible sighting of a man wearing a jetpack. I need one. A jetpack? <laughs> yes. I'm here for it, man. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's make jetpacks. Tell more. So the Federal Aviation Administration, the FFA, uh, FAA, sorry, confirmed a pilot contacted air traffic control on Wednesday evening, uh, which was the 29th, mm-hmm. I believe, uh, to report a possible sighting of a man wearing a jetpack flying in the area. Yes. Uh, Boeing 747 pilot reported seeing an object that might have resembled a jetpack about 15 miles east of LAX at 5,000 foot altitude. That's pretty dang high. That's that's really high. That's What's a mile? Uh, five- uh, 5,000... 280, I think. So it's pretty close to it. Yeah. I might be off, but it's pretty close to a mile. Yeah. That's pretty high up there. Um, So the FFA representative told a news channel, a local news channel, that out of an abundance of caution, air traffic controllers alerted (laughs) other pilots in the vicinity. Could you imagine being a pilot and getting that report? Like, hey guys, I know you all have your predetermined flight paths, but just, you know, keep an eye out for a man with a jetpack. Yeah, yeah. It's a thing now. (laughs) It's a mile up in the sky. You'll be all right. 
Uh, five thousand two hundred eighty feet. So you're, oh, you're yeah. pretty close. Uh, no, I said two hundred eighty. Did you? Yeah. Look at you. High five. I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you I do. know numbers, kind of. <laughs> oh man. So possible sighting comes after a number of similar sightings, all in uh, late 2020. A video captured in December shows that something resembling a man, kind of looking like a dude in jetpack, was flying over LA. There's like a little picture on it in the <laughs> notes that I sent you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they suggested that it it could be a man. Uh, it could also just be a drone. <laughs> like with a, a dummy attached to it or something oh, like I that, see. like somebody trying to make it look like a man in a jetpack. Right. Uh, but the possibilities are endless because jetpacks are a thing now. Well, it's like not even that, but like even like the hover um, boards or whatever. Like the actual, I mean, it's mostly it's not really hover. It's more like a we call it using fans. It's like a it's like a man on a drone basically. Yeah, but they're getting pretty advanced. Like yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if this was like a dude just like hey, you know what trying me, it out. Yeah, yeah, Iron Man in it up. I'm telling you what, man. We're, we're almost there. We're, we're, getting, getting, there. There. we're getting there. We're getting there. All right, guys. We're going to go ahead and take a break out of this one, I guess. Uh, Yeah, let's do it. That was pretty quick. That was quick. That was our fastest, I think, ever. I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, guys. Up next, we have our incredible interview with Robert and Jordan. So we'll be right back. Back we are. Back we are. I'm so pumped about that. Yes. <laughs> like, it feels like it's been days <laughs> since we left for commercial break. I've missed you guys. Yeah, I mean, it's been <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah. Been so, hours. behind the scenes, guys, if you're not watching on YouTube, uh, we are recording this over several days because uh, just a lot of different scheduling conflicts, and so Chris mm-hmm. is going to be out of town, and we can only schedule Don't and tell record. people that. Don't tell people that. <sighs> okay, well, sorry to tell the truth. You have to cut that part out. I might actually be back by the time yeah. this airs. We'll see. Well, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, today, guys, uh, we are uh, we have a great topic. We have a fun thing, and as you can hear already, we got some additional voices that are now joining us yes. uh, today. We are talking about creativity, the creative process, the life of the creative, and the cultural impact of creatives. A lot of creativity, and to do that, I have on the show two people that I'm proud to call not only friends, but some of the most creative people I know in the whole entire world. To my left is Jordan Bailey, yes. the man, the myth, the legend, and then to my right is Mr. Robert Edwards, the man that is the man above all mans. Uh, the so, man above all mans. Yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. I thought, mine, I thought mine was good. <laughs> Wow. I, was, I was like, well, when I said yours, I was like, like, wait, I gotta, I gotta the add some people. Above. Gotta make him better. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Be better. I mean, he is bigger I mean, than me. Oh He's stronger, my gosh. I mean, like. Okay, okay, let me let me give, let me say my thing. Okay, okay Jordan ahead, Bailey is from Junction Junction City, Kansas, yeah. and is currently resides in Colleen, Texas. He is a videographer that aspires to be a filmmaker. And Robert Edwards is from Colleen, Texas, but is currently located in Atlanta, Georgia. And Robert is a graphic and web designer that's looking to just make cool stuff for cool people. Guys, welcome to the podcast. Glad to be here. Thanks. Very Thanks glad. Thanks for having me. And honored. <laughs> Been waiting. You've been waiting. Yes, I know you were so ticked off when we had Tiara. I wasn't ticked. I was ticked. I was happy to even like just be in the room. I'm just really. happy to be a part. Yeah, of this. I was like sitting on the couch and I was just like, yeah, I can't laugh too loud because you guys are hear me. So uh, it was good. Yeah, I liked it. Well, welcome. We're glad you're here. We are glad, Thank Robert. You. Dude, you are in your new apartment. It looks nice, man. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. I, I've I've been watching and I was like, yeah, Tim is probably never going to contact me for this podcast. <laughs> 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 and then out of nowhere, you're like, hey, we'd love to have you. I'm like, oh, really? Oh, <laughs> me? 
<laughs> little old me. Little old me. <laughs> Robert, I gotta ask, man. That plant in the background there is that real? Oh, uh, there's one that's real. There's one that's not. And then there's like five over here. I was gonna say he's got other plants. That are okay. I mean, it's like you got good lighting. So it's a I mean, plant dad. Your plant dad? Yeah. Yeah, sure. I, I would consider myself one. Um, I killed a couple on the way, unfortunately. But, you know, I'm, I'm It better. happens, though. I mean, yeah. So recently I saw this meme that was like, guys turn 30 and one of these things becomes their entire life. <laughs> and it was like grilling, cars, gardening, <laughs> and I think it was like construction or something weird like that. But mine is definitely going to be gardening. Like, I've already started, like, buying plants and, like, I'm organizing my backyard. I'm ready to go. So if you got any That's tips, cool. make sure you shoot them my way after the interview's over. Yeah, my dad, he's um he's in his 60s and he started farming in our backyard and honestly, it might be one of the coolest things I've ever seen. <laughs> right? <laughs> Dude, some of those gardens, man, they're just Very they're killer. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Well, hey, I yeah. want to start off this podcast with uh just hearing a little bit about you guys. So, tell us a little bit about yourselves, what you like to do, um what your favorite things to do, uh anything and everything, bro. Anything about you that you want to share? You want to me? Okay. All right. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Me? Okay. I think we're going to have to tell them who's going first. I think first. so. Yeah. Uh, this, is Jordan, Jordan. this is Jordan speaking. Um, no, I'm Jordan. Uh, like like you said, I'm a videographer. Want to be a filmmaker one day, make my own movies, commercials, Come on. all that. Uh, really deep diving into that. Uh, I like sports. I like basketball. That's my favorite sport. Uh, who's your team? Well, you, you're a player, kind of. You, you follow yeah, players, don't I've, you? I've, I've, mm. Oh, it's a, Robert, it it's weird times, isn't it? It's very weird. Okay, so yeah, uh, but I do like the Lakers. Uh, we're getting back together. We're, we'll be back. Um, <laughs> but I'm, you know, other than sports, uh, I like to hang out. I'm mostly an introvert. I can be an extrovert around the right people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think uh, that's just called an introvert. I mean, yes, but like. It like depends. If, it, if it depends on the people and the situation, I'm yeah. pretty sure you're still just an introvert. That's true. That is true. Thank you for clarifying that. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's really it. And I, I live in Colleen. I love to travel. Um, if I lived in Colleen, I'd love to travel too. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I was about to say. Yeah. Um, that's why Robert is yeah. not here with us today. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Robert ran away and left Robert me behind. Made a smart decision. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I'll make that decision soon, but. That's me. Never coming back. <laughs> they all say that. Yeah. They always make their way yeah, back. Yeah, I know. Robert, what about you, man? Um, yeah, I'm a graphic designer, web designer. Um, I lift weights. Um, <laughs> Obviously. You really do, man, because he games. Yeah, he does. Yeah, um, <laughs> I play basketball. Um, basketball and football are my favorite sports. Funny enough, never played football past the middle school level. Um, cause, uh, cause my parents wouldn't let me, <laughs> um, but, um, but the things that I like to do, you know, um, read, play piano, hang out. I'm an introvert as well. Um, yeah. You know, just want to make cool stuff for cool people, you know, and make money doing. Yeah. Yes. Amen. <laughs> That's the important part God, is making yes. the money. <laughs> Oh, man. Cool. Well, hey, so some backstory for anyone who doesn't know uh, about this little dynamic. Uh, I know uh, Jordan and Robert from working at Grace uh, for, I don't know, months. It feels like years ago now, but it's only just been a few months ago. I mean, Robert left last year, but um, 
yeah, it's it's been. I remember it's really unfortunate because I didn't really get to hang out with you guys that much until like mm-hmm. the end. It's like, man, yeah. what was I doing? Wasted all my time. Yeah. I could have been down the hall and chilling and been a little bit less crazy. Um, yeah, and then Chris got me out of there, and you know, life's you're little- welcome. <laughs> Uh, so I really like these guys are cool people and I respect them a lot and they have really amazing uh, works of art and so today I want to talk about that and so um, to start off though I wanted to start to asking you guys if you remember a point in your life where you felt like um, you kind of acknowledged that you wanted to be a creative to to make things to to make art to do things like not just Mm -hmm. for fun or for as just a hobby but like hey you know what I actually want to do something with this yeah let's start with Robert um yeah um, it wasn't like a uniform moment it was just i graduated college and i was like well i need a job <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I feel that i have a talent um it's not honed yet so maybe i can go somewhere where i can you know you know chill for a little bit and you know kind of you know learn the ins and outs of you know the skills and applications and the websites that i need to know um, but yeah, I just, I decided to use a trade that I thought I had, a viewpoint that I thought I had, and, uh, and you know, again, try to make a little bit of money off of it. So. Hey, that's yeah. good. Respectable. That's all you can do. Yeah. Yeah. Really. <laughs> what about you, man? Um, same, kind of the same story, but I realized like after high school, I didn't know what I was doing with my life. Um, so I, I was playing sports, never cared about anything else. And, uh, that summer when I graduated, uh, my uncle gave me a camera. <clears throat> Sorry, something's in my throat. Um, he gave me a camera, and from there, it was like it was just cool to take pictures of my dog, <laughs> um, plants outside, <laughs> basketball goal, a light pole, stupid things. And then yeah. I realized, it's like, oh, this is like this could be fun. And from there, I just like, I think it was just YouTube University that saved me. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, really. It's like I just. I just wanted to learn more and more and more. So I took that whole like summer and just never put a camera down from there. But I would say even as a kid, um, I've always loved movies, always loved shows, watching the behind the scenes of stuff. Um, But I think even from a kid, it's like I always wanted to be a part of something like that. I don't know if I was going to act or if I was going to direct soundtracks, who knows, but I always wanted to be a part of that process. So cool things, man. Yeah. Yeah. We, we we loved it. We have a definitely a um, a share of a love for movies and stuff. Yes. A lot of times you and I will be texting or just talking uh-huh. about random movies coming out, whether it's MCU or mm-hmm. I'm trying to convince them right now to watch Midsummer and yeah. um yeah, it's it's always fun to talk about that. That should kind of be stuff. fun. You yeah. know, I like to text about movies too, guys. Well we'll make a group chat. <laughs> we do have a group chat now. We do. Yeah, we do. You act like as if I don't talk to you about this stuff. <laughs> not, <laughs> not with me. Not with Jordan. Yeah, like, not with me. Oh, okay, so okay. He, yeah, you I specifically told you, hey, Tim, I need new, better friends. You did not. What did and you, you say were that? Like, don't you put were me like, under the okay, bus. Okay, cool. Sounds good. This whole time, you've been holding Jordan behind a curtain. Oh like, we could have been friends. Okay, fine. This is very true. I need new, better friends. Not you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why he didn't do it. He didn't want to be replaced. Oh, my gosh. All right. Chris, take us into this next question before we start drawing. (laughs) So, obviously, you guys were trying to make some money off of your art. Mm -hmm. Was there a particular point that you imagined, like, starting a career from your art? Or was it just kind of, like, gradually over time? Uh, Jordan? Uh, I say gradually over time is, like, I think once I realized I was, like, good at it. Mm -hmm. And I realized, like, um, friends that I had that, 
kind of did the same thing and, you know, like basically telling me like, hey, you're like really good at this. You don't need to be doing this for free. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that type of thing is like realizing my worth very early. Uh, I think not super early. I'd say like a year in, I kind of realized. And um, that's how I started working at Grace. I volunteered uh, in the sound booth and just worked my way up from there. And then I was obviously getting paid from that, but like separate from Grace, um, just building my, you know, my craft there. I realized there like, okay, I could branch off and do something that could just get paid, you know, by myself. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Robert. Yeah. Um, well for me, I you know, I'd never did it for free. because <laughs> um, of course I learned while, you know, while working at Greece. Um the funny thing is, um after my freshman year of college, me and a group of friends we started a clothing line and I didn't even know that some of the stuff was graphic design. Some of this was social media coordination. Some of the stuff was, you know, just business coordination, but we started a clothing line called Paraga, which, you know, some people that are listening in Colleen might know about. Mm. Um, So that was probably my first step into kind of graphic design and, you know, kind of putting out a product out there. You know, I consider that part of my experience Mm because I learned a lot. Right. A lot and a lot again <laughs> about um you know just about you know dynamics about like you know um purpose um you know figuring out like hey do you and certain people have the same priorities when it comes to this like what's the goal you know um that's that's experience that you just can't you know you don't get in college yeah mm-hmm. um and you just you might not even get from a regular job if you're not like the business owner of it so um so yeah i i never really did it for free i always did do it knowing that i had a certain amount of value Mm. um but it is something that i look at and say that i would do for free if i had to Mm. you know it's not something to where it's like without money i wouldn't be doing it yeah you know something that i really do enjoy cool that's awesome man dope uh what would you guys say would be some of the biggest challenges facing creatives today Robert, we'll start with you for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, wherever you are working at, whatever you know, um, whatever you know, where wherever you're doing your work at, um, just making sure that the people that are in charge of you, the people that are working around you, different things like that, um, understand that the value, understand your value, and understand like to pump resources into that value. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you get into media, when you get into, you know, putting these different like materials together, you don't, you, you start to realize like how everything around you is media. Like I live right beside the Home Depot. Like I see the typography <laughs> of those letters. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like I see like in everything, like a book cover, you know, like, um, like, you know, you watch a Netflix, like, you know, you see like all these different things, like you see like a visual hierarchy, all these things. Like, um, so when it comes to that, like, I would say it's harder to be your best self when you're kind of not, you know, bet on. Mm. Um, and I think that is one of the, um, one of the biggest things is because I've, Unfortunately, I've always, um, I am somebody that likes to listen to people older than me that, you know, 
that I believe in, you know, like wiseness and, you know, um, experience. Um, but um, a lot of older people, this is, a, this is another one on my list, a lot of people in the older generation like how things have always been done. Yeah, talk <laughs> space, it. yep. Mm. Like how things have always been done, and it's like this has always worked for us, and it's like, eh. yeah, <laughs> but has it though? <laughs> From my perspective, <laughs> but it, has it, it really? Like, it can, yes. It could be better, and honestly, from my perspective, it I I don't know if I agree. Yeah, <laughs> you know, um, so new ways of thinking has always been a big thing for me. I've always loved leaders that kind of are older but have like a young mindset. Mm, yeah. yeah you know that that aren't just like staunching their ways and it's like yeah i've done this for 30 years um and they're like oh no i learned this new way of this uh of this lower thirds transition and like you know let, let me show this to you and it's like that's dope to me like you know like when when somebody that's older is willing to learn new stuff yeah like that's a leader that i can get behind so. right yeah. it's almost kind of like just wanting to have a mentality of not, being okay with not knowing everything mm-hmm. like you want that out of a boss yeah. you want that yeah. out of an employer like hey sure. it's, it's okay to not know everything that's why you hire people that know a little bit more or know a little bit different angles and allow yeah. that to be in there so i can respect that how about you jordan i mean you touched on everything <laughs> um I stole it. yeah i mean just a little bit but the pig kind of like mirror what he said it's like how he said he sees different fonts and different things it's like for video it's like it's everywhere. It's yeah. like um, you see it on your social media. You see it on TikTok more than anything today. Um, I say what it's challenging is because people are learning thousands of things every day so easily because everything is like everything's so easy to access right. today. Um, like like I was saying, YouTube University is <laughs> like everybody can access any tutorial most. Um, I think that's challenging. It's kind of like for me, it's like, I want to keep up with all those people that are doing the same thing as me, but at the same time, it's like, dang, they're out in like Europe, you know, doing all these drone videos, but I'm here doing this and clean, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah. it's tough to kind of like stay tunnel vision to what, you know, like realizing what your worth is, you know, it's like, but for me, it's like, it's gotten better over time. Like when I first got into it, I was like, dang, everybody's a videographer. Like (laughs) this is what everybody wants to do now. It's a big trend right now, like, right. you know, people flying drones, um, making TikToks, like, TikTok is so video-based, and yeah, honestly, I learned, <laughs> honestly, I learned so much from TikTok almost more than YouTube. Wow. Like, well, you got, you got, like, these big creatives on there that are, like, yes. like being okay with sharing their information yes. and sharing what they've learned. Yeah, I love so. those people. Yeah. Um, they're the best, but, like, there's certain things that are, like, wow, I've been doing this like this way taking forever mm-hmm. for so long and it's like no you just do this simple like you know command s or command <laughs> p and it does it like that right um but i just say that it's like there's just so many creatives you know now the cool thing about that though in my opinion is like obviously there are so many like higher tier creatives that you can learn from and everybody's on tiktok everybody's making videos mm-hmm. but the more you pick up and you actually apply to yourself the more you separate yourself from everybody else exactly. and get closer to those higher levels yeah so that's really cool that mm-hmm. even though everybody can do it not everybody can be the jordan bailey of yeah. this video because you can thing. add once you learn those things you could just add your own right creative spin yeah. to that mm-hmm. so just separate to your yourself from everybody else mm-hmm. yeah. i like that so cool Robert, I want to talk about some something that you didn't mention in your uh, synopsis and something that um, 
I think it's a little a hidden gem of yours, Uh-oh. and that is your vocal talent. Oh man! Oh great! <laughs> uh, could you tell me about uh, Twelve AM and Dryland? Oh yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, he didn't know we knew about that. No, nope. <laughs> I didn't tell them. It makes it's sense about I was gonna say he did some stalking. <laughs> we do our research. I, I did yet. research, bro. Uh huh. Um yeah. Um maybe. How long has it been? Like five years ago. I mean, I've always sang, and then my brother, he, he started meeting people in Austin. He was like, hey, you want to come to the studio session? Let's um, you listen to some beats or whatever, and, we, you know, we can, you know, maybe figure something out. And I was like, cool, yeah, whatever. He said, come at 11 p.m. I was like, okay, 11 p.m. Um, so we go to the studio session, um, and guys are playing dice in the corner, um, so you know it's a good somebody, mm-hmm. somebody smoking weed. It's a you know, it's, there's a lot of things happening in that room. Yeah, and I literally get ten minutes of a of a beat played, and I was like, yeah, that's not it. so I remember telling my brother, I was like, hey, I don't know if this someone I want to get into. He was like, you know what, you know what, I know somebody, I know somebody else. Um, so over the course of maybe a couple of years, I recorded thirty to forty songs that are different types. Yeah. of songs I've, yeah. created, I've done rap of you know singing um r and b you know um piano ballads different things like that um and dryland was the probably the only one that i felt so confident in that I was like you know what i could put this out mm-hmm. um so me and my girlfriend's um sister she did the background vocals of it i think ronnie might have also done the background vocals but Ron- want people ronnie can that. sing Ronnie can sing very Jeez, well. What a talented family. God. Um, so yeah, um, it was it was called Dry Land. Put it out. Me and a friend. His name is Justin Case. Um, he is recorded it, the video. Is it really? Uh, well, he, yeah. <laughs> um, shout out Justin. Um, Justin. He um, he did the video. Um, the funny thing about the video, if you've ever watched it, there's a there's a pool scene where I jump into the pool. Yeah. I'm in a suit and everything like that. Um, it was 45 degrees that day. Oh, jeez. 30 Gross. miles per hour winds. Oh. Um, and we did it. Wow. We did it. He also had a friend there that I do not remember her name, but she just helped him along. And I told her a couple of times, I was like, you don't have to do this. <laughs> you know, like, there's literally no reward at this. For you, and she was like, "No, that's okay." I was like, "No, mm-hmm. I'm trying to tell you to get to go." Yeah. Um, Anything. And literally shot. after that video, um, it was so cold that we had to like jump. We couldn't like go directly into his house because then you know body shot. Yeah. We had to sit in his parents' shed for I think like 30 minutes to warm up, and then we transitioned to the house. And I think literally two and a half hours later, I was still shivering. Wow. <laughs> um, so that is one of the main, you know, the main things of the video. Um, sorry, mom, I was told not to do that. Um, but uh, yeah, um, the song's called Dry Land. Um, and, you know, it, it, was, it was real fun. It was real fun. You know, there's my brother, my brother wants me to put out more music. And, you I know, want you too as well, man. Just, I'm a fan. I'll probably just give him the drive and then just be like, you know what, have at it. Don't tell me the songs you put out. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> for my account. You know, post for my account. Do whatever you got to do. 
Yeah. Even the remastered yeah. versions. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> man, listen, because I remember listening to it a while back, but listening to it again, just doing all the research, man, it was really just a powerful, like, like it's a piano ballad. It's really amazing mm-hmm. and deep. And um, and then when I saw, I, I didn't realize that at first, but seeing the music video too, I was like, man, this is some quality stuff here. It's like, yeah. okay, we, we got some, we got some talent on our hands That's over here. Real good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. yeah, I I appreciate it, and and Justin, he's he's really good. He's he's really good at what he does, and I was I was glad just by happenstance, you know, run into him, you know, and create a friendship. So, cool, yeah, man. cool, cool, cool beans. Awesome. All right, so Jordan, um, speaking of projects that are a little more individualized, last year during the uh, George Floyd protests and everything, people began to go to the streets. You were always there. You filmed your experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, your videos, Unheard and Unity, really moved pretty much anybody that watched them, yeah. Uh, yeah. Tim and I specifically. Um, we believe that it showed locally what was happen- happening nationally. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to a couple of the protests that we had in the area. I didn't see you there, but mm-hmm. I'm sure you were there yeah, while I was there. For sure. I might even made a cameo. <laughs> yeah. In the background, you in just the see background. me. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So why did you feel the need to document what was happening and what was filming like during those protests? I say like the, mm, that was, it's taking me back. Um, it's been a minute. It has been a minute. <laughs> yeah. uh, a lot has happened since then. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Um, I say like putting it out, it's just like during that time, there was a lot of negativity happening um, in the U.S. Just, you know, with George Floyd, obviously, the ones before him. Um, and I think... I think around that time, there's just a lot of bad protests. And I think just uh, being there, it's like, it was just peaceful. Like, mm. there was no moment where I was like, oh, crap. This yeah. is about to go yeah. bad, you know? I yeah. think there was a moment where the guy was like, oh, let's get some new iPhones of Verizon. And everybody was like, no. <laughs> We're going to keep walking. We're not doing that here. Yeah. Um, but just capturing it was just... It was insane. Like, I've never, that was my first protest. So, like, being there and, like, emotionally and spiritually, it was just amazing to see that many people because it wasn't planned. It was just a uh, a rally yeah. in the parking lot. And then we just lined up on the road and we're just screaming, you know, Black Lives Matter and, you know, George Floyd. And before you know it, it's, like I think it was just ten people that just started walking and just started like marching. Yeah, and hundreds. <laughs> it, it truly was. They were like, "All right, hundreds. we're all done here." And, and then they're like, "No, we're not. No, we're not." <laughs> like the whole city just came out of nowhere, and I was like, "I got to take pictures of it." And I and the thing is, it, I planned on taking pictures, but I never planned on making a video out of it because mm. I was like, the picture does just so much. Like there's mm-hmm. there's powerful pictures, but when you actually see movement and yeah. You hear people, you hear what they're talking about. Um, that just speaks louder volumes than anything. And so I just started recording random clips. And um, Tierra, my fiance, she, we got in the car when we were done. And I don't think I've ever walked that far in a long time because we literally went from, it was like those clubs. I can't remember what they're called, but uh, it was. At the time, I think it was Tattoo. They probably changed the name yeah, again. Yeah, they always change. Yeah. <laughs> it's been like yeah. Tattoos, mm-hmm. Stars, yeah. um, all kinds of weird stuff. But I, I, I would say it's like at least two or three miles. Like we went two or three miles down and all and the way back. back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And 
I couldn't feel my legs and I had so much footage and I got in the car and I was like, I told my fiance, I was like, I got to make something out of this. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was, I don't know if it was on a, was it on a Sunday or a weekday? I don't know because I felt like the next day or the ne- the day after that, I was like looking through the footage and I was supposed to be working. Um, <laughs> won't lie to everybody, but supposed to be working and I was like, I'm just going to make something out of this. And realizing that all the quality of content I had, I was like, oh man, this is like amazing. And when I initially posted, I just wanted it to be out there. I wanted it to be seen that clean is peaceful. Yeah. This is pe- like, not was, even just It clean. was in the middle of like the the riots. Mm-hmm. When yeah. Was I the, call them uprisings, but when yeah. people are like breaking <laughs> yeah. stuff. And yeah. Everybody's blaming Antifa mm-hmm. for all of this stuff. And yeah. it's like, well, there are like 98% of the protests are peaceful. Exactly. And um, so when I put it out, like I just shared it because, you know, I just wanted everybody to see it. And not like really everybody, but I was like, I didn't think it was going to get that much traction as it did. Um, I just put it out just to put it out. And then before you know it, like the people that organized the whole entire thing are texting me, mayors texting me, um, like it got a lot of traction Mm -hmm. and I think for me, that was like, I got really emotional, honestly, because it was just like, I didn't think, I knew my worth. I knew what I could create, yeah. but I didn't know it would have such an impact on, like, everybody. Like, I've shown it to people, and they've, like, cried. Like, yeah. so. I cried. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. yeah. I it's, cried. It's amazing. So, I mean, that's probably, like, still this day, is still, like, my favorite project I've ever worked on. Cool. Awesome. It's just so spontaneous and in the moment, so. Yeah. I usually find uh, for my creative process specifically, obviously I'm not a planner like Tim. <laughs> I showed up here like half an hour late. But uh, I've always found that the spontaneous projects are the ones that oh, yeah. really show your heart. Like they're the ones that you connect with the most because mm-hmm. you can sit there and plan. Like when I write poetry, I'll sit there and I'll plan. Like I want to write about this topic mm-hmm. and I'll write out like an outline and I'll kind of find things that connect to that. I'll do like my spider web thing that mm-hmm. I learned back in like third grade. Yeah. Um, and it's, to me, it's good. It's, mm-hmm. it's something that I would read and be like, Oh yeah, that's great. Yeah. But the ones that I connect with most are the ones where it's like, I'm just out in nature and I feel like I've got to write something down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I write it out and then I come back to it later and I'm like, oh, I have no notes. I can't change this. Mm-hmm. Like, this is, it is what it is. It's raw. It's pure. And it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. That's, I love that about that project. Yeah. It was insane. It was really yeah. insane. Awesome. I, I think one, another reason why it just picked up so much is, I mean, look, I'm, I'm not going to trash a Colleen, but it's just, it, mm-hmm. it really was a great depiction of something that a lot of people don't aren't aware of. And it's mm-hmm. just really a great, um, picture literally a picture of what clean was about and what these oh, protests yeah. meant to us and it's like hey you know it, it, this little ish town mm-hmm. like hey this means a lot to us and it was a peaceful thing and sure. it was a um a very moving thing to watch too yeah, so because everybody expect everybody probably expected to everybody's gonna trash the city yeah like, yeah no, that, that <laughs> was the biggest exactly part is like everyone was expecting they're like because when we first started like you know like there's a couple cops like beside us and they were like, okay, get out of the road, get mm-hmm. out of the road. And then before, like, we were in the middle, and they're like, okay, we're going to make room for you guys. So they started, like, blocking off the street, and we had the whole entire thing, wow. like, to ourselves. So amazing. Yeah, it was absolutely amazing. was. All right, well, let's move on to a little bit lighter stuff yeah. uh, for a second here. What is some of your favorite equipment? So, I mean, it could be anything that you use on a daily basis or maybe something that you want to have and that you've used before or what is something that you just love having or love to use? Let's go with you first, Robert. 
Um, well, of course, I work off Adobe Creative Cloud, so I always need that. Yeah. Um, my MacBook is my prized possession that I own. Um, so nobody can take it away from me. Um, <laughs> Amen. And, and also, um, but what I do love, I do love like my Mac desktop. It's just, it's so high powered and, you know, I, so much more storage and it could just take a lot bigger files mm. than what I can on this MacBook. But of course the MacBook is portable. I could take it anywhere. Yeah. Um, so I think those, and I always need my external hard drive. Um, I have a, I think I have a three terabyte um, external hard drive. So I always keep that with me because I'll never have enough files for that. <laughs> there's never enough, there's never <laughs> enough space. <laughs> yeah. Never. That is true. Never. All right, man. I can fill all KISD files yeah. on that. <laughs> Uh, what about you, Jordan? It's hard for me. They're like all my children, man. Like I love them all. <laughs> like I don't value because they're all take a lot of value. Obviously, they're all expensive. But you know, um, dang, it's hard. I'd say my drone is probably my favorite. Yeah. I guess you could say yeah. Um, just being able be able to see everything like from an aerial view, like rather than like Google Maps. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's like live Google Maps. <laughs> That's how I look at it. Um, but. I'd say that like it's really cool to how easy it is to just literally just connect it to my phone and it's super small. It's like you fold it up and it's the size of this. Yeah, I could just take off anytime I well, not anytime that I want because the FAA is getting complicated. Oh, are they? Uh, yes. Even for people that just want to fly just to fly um, in an empty field, they're cracking down on that. Oh, so. Uh, yeah. yeah. How do they the how do they crack down on that specifically? Like well, do they like shoot your drone out of the sky? Like, well, that's the thing. <laughs> Got a sniper at they all kinda, times. <laughs> they're kind of just trying to get everybody like they just want to know where everybody's drone is. Mm. You know, like and where it is, how high it's flying. They just kind of want like to know pretty much everything. Um so it's like I don't I know like some YouTubers are going through it right now cuz like places that they weren't allowed to film, and they filmed mm-hmm. maybe say a month or a year ago, are getting fined. Oh, jeez! Like, there was this guy that flied at night. I think I don't. Um, it was probably at night, but just somewhere he wasn't supposed to. I guess it was like at night, and he was flying over people. It's like really complicated when you fly over people at night. I guess he got fined one hundred eighty thousand dollars. Jeez! For an old video. Mm-hmm. Wow! Yeah. So they're cracking down. Uh, I didn't learn. I was flying at the church one day, and uh, somebody asked, I was like, do you have a light? I was like, I got the standard, you know, DJI license. That's usually all you need. But now it's like for the people that even aren't, like they're not making any money off of it, they still have to get a license. Wow. So, but yes, my drone is my favorite still, <laughs> even though it's getting complicated. Even but, though it's scary to you. Yes. <laughs> it you is, would have to yeah. find me for $180,000. Yeah, it's like. You want to find me in Europe somewhere? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah not, but no, it's worth it's that. worth it though. It's like you know, but I'm going. I'm I haven't went through that process of like doing it yet because it's really complicated. But you got some sick shots on that thing though. I, I mean, yeah. the one you got in Austin, and or I don't know if I should say that out loud now. I don't want you to get fined. Oh but. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's like we I'm, marked that one. Yeah, that's what I'm like. <laughs> I look at my old videos and I'm like, even though it's like not, it's just for my YouTube. It's just for me. Yeah, like, I didn't make any money off of that kind of like nervous i haven't taken any of them down 
But it's I'm like this, it's just like this like, podcast. I've, every once in a while, I'm like, am I, am I crossing copyright laws by yeah, any chance? It's <laughs> like you don't know. It's just like you're waiting for a disaster to happen, but you're just like, uh. Yeah. If it happens, it happens. You know, I, so I literally like, told Tim the other day, look, we'll burn that bridge when we get to it. <laughs> I'm at that same place. I If we get sued, I've got a pretty good lawyer. Yeah, like, I am at the same place. <laughs> if yeah. you need my lawyer's number, I've got you. Please hit me up on that. Yeah, for sure. Oh, man. Who knows? Who knows? All right, man. Take it away, bro. Well, um, we actually kind of wanted to talk about the creative process itself. Mm-hmm. So when you guys start a project... What are the beginning steps? What does that look like for you? Is there is it like more imaginative, or do you have more things planned out, Robert? Let's. What's your your starting steps? Um. So I guess I'll go through like my freelance process. Um. When it comes to a client, I ask a multitude of questions. Um. And it's still probably not enough questions, but you have to ask so many questions <laughs> to where somewhere. the mm-hmm. vision is clear. And especially in like web design, yeah, you know, there's so many different ways web design can go. You just have to ask like a multitude of questions. Um, and of course, you know, when, when you figure that out, then, you know, you kind of take a step back and then you, you go through your notes, and, you know, you, you kind of, um, you figure out like, let's, let's go with web design best. How many pages do they need? What type of pages do they need? What type of sections do they need? Um, the call to action, hero sections. Um, um, we we need to do we need to get an email list? Um, do we need to have a Q and A portion? Um, what type of what type of website is it? You know, there's there's a bunch of different ways to go about it. Um, so when it comes to like a freelance web. Uh, web design you know, project, a lot of it is about like, okay, I got these details. They like these colors. They got this icon for a logo. Um, they gave us this copy and it really depends. Like, did they give us copy or do I, do I have to create the copy? Cause I have to create the copy. It's going to cost more. Oh yeah. But if you have the copy for me, then, you know, it's, it's easier for me to just, you know, plug and play and get the spots. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of it is about, you know, getting the details from them being able to pull it, uh, put it in the website. And then a lot of it is just going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth yeah. with the person to make sure that every time y'all go back and forth, you get closer and closer to that end goal um, for the client. Um, and a big part about the process is making sure that you don't own the project too much. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times with, with those creators, you could be like, yeah, we did this. You know, we, we put this together. And it's like, yeah, you you did, but you, I mean, you were really just the conduit for the vision that the client had. Right. So at the end of the day, they're probably not getting fully paid unless the client is happy with your work, mm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So at the end of the day, it's really about doing what makes the client happy. And that can, you know, that can have its repercussions, mm. <laughs> you know, that can have its problems. Mm, right. That can come with the famous question or the famous statement of, I don't know what I like about it, but you know, I mean, I don't know what I don't like about it, but I don't like it. Yeah. You know, that's that's, that's the dead end question that you, know, you like, get uh, every once in a while. What was that show? Uh, Mad Men. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Basically doing yeah. the Mad Men thing. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's really just about, like, making sure that each time that you talk to the client, you have poignant questions that is able to make sure that you – get to the center line right um because if if we just keep walking it right here and you know it's, it's just not meeting at the middle then 
the person, you know, relationships, can, you know, like you might not have a good client, you know, um, creative relationship. Like you want to make sure it goes as smooth as possible. Um, and usually at the end of the process, usually you, um, you, usually you have a final call to make sure, okay, these are the objectives that we went over to start with. These are the objectives in the middle portion that we um, made sure that we're on the process of being met. And here is an example on your website of the objectives being met. And then, of course, for legal purposes, you have to kind of get them to say out loud mm -hmm. yeah. that the objectives have been met. Um, thank you. Um, and I will be sending payments. <laughs> yes. um, yeah. <laughs> and then at that point, that's when, you know, you exchange, they exchange funds and different things of that nature. So, yeah. Oh, I completely forgot all about the contract. Yeah. The, that's the, the contract most... has to be filed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. probably the biggest. I've been burned about that. Yeah. Jordan, question back to you, man. Um, dang, Robert covered a lot, but, uh, I'd say for myself, like for like, uh, for clients, like if it's wedding, if it's, um, I don't do music videos anymore, but music videos is music is like my first step. Mm. Uh, cause I learned music is like the pathway to, for me to make a really good project mm -hmm. rather than just getting all the footage that I have together and trying to make something out of it. Then add music. It's like, it completely yeah. sets off the whole thing. Yeah. So like for you, like for projects, uh, I could say for Grace and for clients is like, I'll have a song and I'll listen to that song like for two days probably. Mm. And whatever I'm piecing together, whether it's a promo or um, a wedding video, it's like, I'll just, cause I kind of, which is weird. I don't have the best memory, but when it comes to like what I've recorded and taken pictures of, I can remember very well. Like, yeah. And I'll just try to piece it together and like, I'm at, like, am I imagining like all the whole project itself uh, but music is like the most important thing I would say because if the music because it just goes together right like, both of them have to be good like yeah when it makes the mood yeah, yeah it's like when you watch movies there's like depending on the movie but most movies are like there's always some type of music playing to set mm -hmm. some whatever tone it is um, so I say that's most important and like for establishing like whatever I'm gonna create with clients contract first yeah <laughs> um yeah so uh really funny story oh here we yeah go. yeah um let's open that the first time i've ever recorded a wedding was for grace it was uh not for grace but it was now let me rephrase that it was people that went to grace okay and they tried to go through the church to hire me like that the church was going to pay me for it but mm. it's like no i have my whole separate thing that i just started yeah um older couple um, that that doesn't tell you how funny this story is going to be. Oh, it definitely uh, does. <laughs> um, and, you know, they contacted a pastor first, and he contacted me, and it's like, you know, they want to do this wedding, and they just want to highlight video. And highlight video usually means, you know, from beginning to the end of the wedding, you yeah. know, for ceremony, reception, bunch of B-roll, bunch of footage, um, sometimes audio. And they came to me, and they're like, this is what we want. And I was like, okay. Let me read carefully, you know, let's go through this again, which I should have wrote down, but I didn't. Mm. I said, but it was verbally like said with the pastor there. And he was like, you know, I was just like, this is what you want. And they're like, yeah, this is what we want. Cool. So, uh, did the wedding. Uh, I was there. It was like a 10 hour 
like day is like the longest day ever. Weddings are super long. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You're telling us. Yeah. We've been through. Yeah. Them. Not there yet. Um, just recorded some, but I did it. I made a highlight video. It was probably like nine minutes long. It had music really good. Felt great about it. It's my first wedding. Um, so they wanted CDs. They wanted CDs. <laughs> they wanted on a USB drive. And I said, okay, I have never, I haven't worked from like with CDs for a long time since like LimeWire days. Yeah. And, um, Bro. I don't know what. Look, I'm tired of you bringing these Gen X or, or uh, Gen Zers onto this <laughs> podcast insulting my No, my I'm not insulting. It's just like I haven't had the need to touch a cd like yeah, ever yeah, you know yeah. what i mean so it's like the cds i'm like i don't even know how to put a video on a cd yeah, yeah. i know how you put music but back in my day it's yeah. the same thing it's the same thing it's pretty much you the get same a thing. dvd rom yeah. and you put the video on the yeah. same way you do music just drag and drop. you're not wrong you're not wrong um but anyways i make you know and i give them i think it was like 10 cds and i gave it to them they came up there and they're like oh thank you and you know i was, I was walking them out and they're like how long is the video i'm like Eight ten minutes long. The the bride was like eight ten minutes long, and then I was like, from there, I was like, oh, this is gonna be a roller coaster. <laughs> that did not sound like a good yeah good response to my statement. No. <laughs> so I was like, I'm probably gonna get a call an hour or two, and sure enough, it was in fifteen minutes. Oh. So I guess they live close and they played it, and she's like, I wanted a video from the beginning to the end of the whole. So the they, they didn't want to cut. They just wanted. They wanted in their heads or in her head, at least she thought she was getting one continuous like uh, shot. But that's not what they told you. That's not what they asked for. Yes. And I told her, you know, like, and the husband's like kind of understanding. Cause he's, you know, he was, he really, honestly, he didn't really care. You know, it's, <laughs> I, I'd be honest. I just wanted to get married. Yeah. Right? And he <laughs> said, I, you know, I just wanted to, he said he thought the video was cool, but I guess, you know, she was like, I guess my you know wife is saying that. She wanted this, and I'm like, well, we were all there. I told you <laughs> what you were going to get, and thank God Pat, the pastor that was there, remember, has a great memory, and he was there as, like, my, you know, backup, and it just uh, it's a hot mess. They came up there again, and, and they're like, in any way, you could just put all the footage, and so what ended up happening, like, long story short, is I had to take every single clip I had from the day, just mash it and into just one. mash yeah. it together. And we had like a meeting and he had the pastor play the video and the pastor's like, this is exactly what you guys asked for, you know? And he's like, yeah, but my wife said, but no, this is what you asked for. Yeah. And it was just a hot mess. And from that day, I was like, contracts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, not don't wait too long on contracts. So this is a lesson that we need to learn now. Well, maybe we maybe. start going into this podcast even heavier yeah i don't before know how i start putting works. out my poetry <laughs> like any of this stuff we're learning a lot from you guys yeah, so yeah. robert yeah. jordan thank you for oh, sure man like, well i, I remember la i remember yeah. last year when the pandemic hit like when it first started we started working from home and i had to um, start recording videos and editing them i remember writing out a post saying you guys mm. i didn't understand what you guys had to go through because what they just asked of you required hours and mm -hmm. hours and hours to do so when so. you guys do stuff it's not like like oh it's, that's just their hobby like that's just yeah. what they know yeah. that's a job that like, you put an effort to do mental like that, physical that 10 minute video took jordan like 10 hours of being there and <laughs> yes. then however long to edit right it took a music week. and all that yeah. stuff like how long does it take you to do a website robert 
Oh, days. Yeah. It depends. Yeah. It depends. Yeah. But, but let, let me say this, like, sometimes things take, sometimes like projects take like really quick mm-hmm. and it's not because the project is easy. Yeah. It's because like, there's this, there's me and my brother, we always tell each other, it's like, I'm not charging you fully just for the service. I'm charging you for the service and the education that I had to go through yeah. so Ooh, that yeah, I can do good. this project in three hours. Come on. Yeah. yeah. I tell people that all the time. Without that education, I wouldn't, this would take me two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Like when I go you know, take my car into a mechanic, looks- I'm not paying him to change the oil just because of how long it's going to take him. I'm paying him because he knows what he's doing. Right. Like I'm paying him exactly. for his knowledge, not just what he's doing. Yeah. And that's why I eventually stopped charging per hour and started charging, you know, per like, um, per like uh, deliverable mm, instead. Right. Because once you start getting good at it, and it's like, oh, yeah, I did it an hour. And it's like, okay, we're going to pay you an hour's work instead of three oh, hours like yeah. you thought it would. Yeah. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm just going to go about it the other way. All right. Yeah. That's fair, man. Yeah. Some things you want to charge by the hour, some things you want to charge by the job, and that should be up to the person who's doing the charging exactly. to decide. Say it you always yeah, get what you pay fact. for. I tell people all the time. And in my job, I do sales, but I'm selling security systems. Is mine a mm-hmm. little more expensive? Sometimes. Mm-hmm. But does mine work 100% of the time? Yeah. <laughs> like you can go out and get your own DIY kit and put up your little alarm sounds, or you can have a professionally monitored system that is always going to work, yeah. and your house will be more secure. You're going to get what you pay for in the end. Yeah. I remember there was a time when I was charging $70 for a logo. <laughs> and then I saw, this, um, I saw this Twitter post from this guy. He was like, yeah, you should probably never charge under six hundred ever. Oh wow, mm-hmm. ever. Jeez. Um, yeah. And the funny thing is, like, and that's just depending on who you're talking to. Right, right, right. Yeah. Say, let's say Home Depot wanted to change their logo. I, I just keep saying Home Depot because I'm looking. It's right there. Let's say they wanted to change like their 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 landscape logo. Like. You think I'm charging six hundred, or am I charging six thousand? Right. I mean, I would say way more than six thousand. Six hundred thousand. I'm charging. There you go. Yeah, I'm charging like five figures at least. Yeah. For that, you know, and that's because, like, when it comes to pricing, sometimes you can price yourself out of of doing work for somebody. Like, if I went up to Nike and said, "Yeah, I'll do your." I'll do your whole rebrand for six hundred dollars. They'll be like, "No, you don't know what you're doing." Mm. Yeah, if you're willing to charge us six hundred dollars, we yeah. don't want your work. Exactly. Like, we'll pay you six hundred to not talk to us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, funny. That's, that's the thing about, especially y'all's work, because y'all's work is visual and gets seen a lot. Yeah. Um, you're not just, you know. People are like, well, I could have just done that on my own. I'm like, yeah, but mm. you're paying but for. But you didn't, <laughs> right? Mm. But it's like for like the Home Depot that. example. It's, it's like you're paying for something that will attract people to come buy things at your place or yeah. come visit mm-hmm. your your services or whatever it is, and that will bring you more revenue, whatever it is. And so you're not just paying for someone to scribble or to design something. You're yeah. you're you're paying someone to attract people to do something or to call out call of action or whatever it is. And yeah. so um, yeah. it's definitely you know just 
on this end of things, especially seeing what you guys did at Grace and what you guys have done outside of that, um, man, the creative process, it's not easy. Mm. It's, 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 it's fun sometimes. And it, and, and sometimes there are things that are easy, but, um, it's work and it's, it takes effort and it takes energy. And so, uh, kudos to you guys for doing what you do. Cause you do it really well. Thanks Thank for you. not getting a real job. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the, the creative process is kind of like a glacier. Like, you know, there's, there's that bit that you see above the water. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then, and then there's, there's the part that actually sinks the ships. Under- <laughs> yeah. 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 Underwater. And it's yeah. like, yeah, that's the whole creative process. And this is a deliverable up here. Oh, yeah. That's a good mm-hmm. voice. Yeah, I like good. that. I like it a lot. All right. Well, hey, we got just a couple more questions for you guys, and then we'll okay. let y'all go. Um, so here's a fun question is if you had 10 times the budget you currently have right now, good God, what would you spend it on? Jordan, let's go with you, man. Ten times the budget. I'm one of those people that just like wants a lot of things. <laughs> You're just talking about like in my just period or just anything or anything, man. Like whether it's for a job or whether it's for your c- consistent, you know, uh, inflow or whatever it is, man. For example, like if we had ten times the budget at our podcast, um, we would still have zero dollars. <laughs> <laughs> so we would just be doing this. <laughs> <laughs> 10 times zero is still zero. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, no, that's not true. We have like $3. So if we had $30, <laughs> we would probably buy a new memory card. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get Burger King. And yeah. lunch. And lunch. I can't. Oh. <laughs> Dang, this is hard. Um, you don't give me like a whole spreadsheet. Just like you know, what are some fun things? Like off the top of your head, you would definitely want to get another camera. <laughs> yeah, another camera for <laughs> of sure. Of course, uh, that's where I'd start. Um, the thing is, is just like being in this is like it's expensive to get into. Oh yeah, it is so expensive. Like you'll spend like I've spent like I spent twenty five hundred dollars on my camera. Jeez, and Whoa. they'll be like, oh yeah, the lens is just two thousand. Mm. What's the mm. point? So for me, <laughs> I would, yeah, I'd probably bo- buy more equipment. I, and I would get a super powerful computer. I would definitely get a iMac Pro. Come on. Um, this podcast is not brought to you by Apple. <laughs> yes, it's not. I just love it a lot. Um, I would definitely, yeah, I would say that. Because those are like the things I really need is just a... Another camera that's just like dedicated to video. I'd probably get like mm. a film camera, like one of the Netflix approved cameras. Oh yeah. Um, I'd probably do something like that, and I would just do a whole like upgrade on everything, probably. Yeah. Because I've always. Yeah, you got a baseline of pretty much of everything. Yeah, you just I want to upgrade everything. Just upgrade. Get better uh, versions of it. That's cool. Yeah, that's probably it. Um, yeah. Cool man. Probably, yeah. Simple. Yeah, for for me, um, I would. Probably get a camera. Probably get a camera uh, for photography purposes. Um, then I would, well, me and my brother were looking to probably within this next couple months to a year start like a digital marketing agency. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would probably invest in maybe a couple of employees. Hey as well as a virtual assistant. Wow. Um, I desperately need a virtual assistant because <laughs> I'm still getting my master's degree, so I don't have the full time to you know, uh, yeah. organize all these different things. Yeah. Um, 
but out of the out of the employees, there would definitely be a virtual assistant. Of, am I saying virtual right? Virtual assistant, and then a account manager. Mm-hmm. Um, because as far as like web and graphic design, really, it's not all you need. But like, you just need you know Adobe Creative uh, Creative Cloud. Mm-hmm. Um, I do my websites off of Webflow. Um, there's some that do um, what's the other one? Um, WordPress. Um, you really just need like the subscription subscriptions to those uh, to those places. So it's not like extremely expensive. Um, so yeah, I would probably invest more in like manpower. Yeah. Well, kind of like what you were hitting on with earlier, Jordan, is like when you were talking about TikTok and finding people and they're talking about shortcuts to doing things. I remember, I mean, again, I was a complete amateur, but mm-hmm. like watching you guys, a lot of the things that I asked you guys about or I watch you guys, it was just, it was about time saving things. Yeah. Like that's really a lot of it. It's just time management and yeah. learning how to uh, better take care of your time and to be able to get things done more quickly, more efficiently. And so, yeah, yeah I can understand that, man. Yeah. It's, to add yeah. into mind, I would get a studio space. Hey. Oh yeah. I just that thought of nice. that. I was like, I can't work in the garage forever. <laughs> there's so much. There's only so much space. It's hot. Uh, definitely a studio space to do, probably just like photography and videos mm. too. Um, even a place where people, because it's well, I don't want to stay here forever, but not, something that's not around here is like a space to do that. Mm. Uh, but I would probably rent it out to other people, oh, other yeah. creatives, uh, wherever I'm located. Um, if I was making ten times, yeah, I wouldn't be. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I'd definitely get out, uh, follow Robert's footsteps. Uh, yeah, I'd probably mm-hmm. get a studio space. Cool beans, be cool. All right, last question for you guys. Um, just real quick, what project or creation is your pride and joy? What are you guys most proud of that you've done? Oh, I can't go first. I'm gonna pull up my portfolio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just talking about mine. <laughs> I mean, if you want to kind just double of, back about it, yeah. You know. I mean, actually, no. I say my favorite is probably the "Sounds Like Grace" video. Mm. Um, to go on that is it's probably the first time at Grace that I was probably ever just able to just here's the project, do whatever you want. Mm. And I was like, I've been waiting on this for three <laughs> years, man. And like, like break me Finally. out of my, yeah, <laughs> get out of this box. Um, but no, shout out to like Aaron and Pastor Brian that, that really gave me that like open, you know, book to just, you know, do whatever you want. Right. And it was based off a song that uh, River Valley sings. And it's kind of like, this is what grace sounds like to me and to the church and all that. And we kind of just ran with, you know, mm-hmm you know, what sounds like grace to you. So we took this whole court and we uh, had a sign. It was like, you know, what sounds like grace to you. And people came and wrote, you know, no, not what grace sounds like to you, but what have you been delivered from by God's grace? And uh, it was really, which I didn't expect to be super emotional for like me and everybody that was involved with it. Uh, Cause it's kind of like my baby. Like that's what Aaron told me. It's like it's your baby. You gotta, you know, you gotta lead. You gotta direct. You gotta produce. You're gonna basically. I'm an introvert. I don't like to talk to a lot of people, <laughs> uh, which was a little tough. But it, you know, I'm growing in that. Yeah. Uh, so I was able to just do it by myself. Uh, I think that's why it's like the best. And you know, we just had people just come in and write a lot of things that you know that's real deep. You know, like you know things. You know, depression and all these different things had him write it out and it was amazing if you haven't seen it 
Yeah. Go to my YouTube channel. My wife and daughter in that. I think. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was just familiar <laughs> faces and new people that came that I think um, my fiance's co-worker at the time was going through like the worst mm-hmm. at that time. And we needed some extra people. And we were like, hey, like just start texting people. We start texting. And she came and she was, I don't know what she was going with. I think she was just really depressed or whatever was going on with her life. And just being in the atmosphere, because we were playing the song over and over while we were recording, it was like that changed, like she completely flipped and wanted to get involved with church. And, yeah. you know, That's awesome. So it was a big flip, right, you know, right. just based off of video. Like that was a lot for me to see that happen. Mm. So, yeah, very meaningful, very impactful. Yeah, very. How about you, bro? Yeah, so <laughs> um, for me, um, I have two. Um, no, you only, get one. you only get one. We only have time for one, Robert. I'm just kidding. Okay. I'm just kidding. Um, so one was uh, when I was working at Greece. Um, this, I think the series was called Kingdom Authority. Yes. Um, and it was a graphic that I had made that kind of had a metallic crown that I had cropped oh, out yeah. and the picture on Unsplash. Yeah. And it was golden. And, yeah. and it had Kingdom Authority across it, like, um, as well as, like, you know, it was transparent and you know it was all these really cool things and i was like yeah this is going to be the one you know like this is going to be you know like i was told like hey push grace forward you know mm, yeah sorry um <laughs> so, um so i was like you know what this is going to be the one it's going to you know i'm going to get a yes on it and then mm. you know we'll be full speed ahead yeah and i was like yeah they don't like that. Oh. <laughs> but, I love it, so but I'm of it. I was like, well, this is going in my portfolio. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's going to use yeah. this. <laughs> yeah. I'm get paid for this um, somehow. <laughs> mm-hmm. But another thing that I, um, another project that I was really happy to work on, and I did this, you know, on my own. Um, whenever I interview a lot of, like, interviewers, like, you know, like, hey, did you do this for Nike? Like, I'm like, well, I did it for them, but, like, they didn't pay me for it. I sent it to them. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but it, it's my Nike basketball banner ad campaign. Um, it kind of comprises of um, of some pictures from uh, people playing basketball in New York. Um, adds like a kind of um, a grayscale gray pictures with white backgrounds with like um, yellowish green um, accent colors. Um, and I'm just really proud of it. Um, I think that Whenever, whenever like I interview and they ask about it, and they're like, whenever the whenever I tell them like, yeah, it's not, it wasn't for them. They're like, well, it's still good enough. We don't really care if it was not. <laughs> I'm like, oh, if that's okay. the kind of stuff you do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That let me know that it was still good enough. And honestly, I did it while I was supposed to be working on work. But <laughs> those you know, are the best ones, by the way. Yeah, the yes. ones you do when you're supposed to be doing oh, something man. else. Yeah, they are. Kind of like this podcast. My future employer. Like, I'm in the middle of a work day right now. <laughs> Sorry, John. It's fine. See, my future employers, I don't do this on the regular. <laughs> <laughs> that part of my yeah, we've changed. <laughs> right, from here on out. For, for the most part. Oh man! Well, hey guys. Uh, unfortunately, we're closing at the end of our time. So yeah. before we leave, though, I want, I'm, of course, we'll put this in the show notes. But mm-hmm. I want to let you guys just um, give us what, like, what you're working on, uh, where we can follow, where people can follow you, whether it's personal, professional websites or whatever. Uh, where, where can they? Where can the people find you? 
they could find me on YouTube, Instagram, and my website under J Bailey Media. Sweet. It's all the same. All the same. Nice. Sounds yeah. good. Um, they can find me on Instagram at 12 spelled out underscore underscore dot AM. Um, you know, I just post, you know, pictures of my life, different graphics, you know, workout updates, different things like that. I also have another um, Instagram account that is Robert Edwards dot 95, which is where I post some of my graphic design content. Um, my portfolio is robertedwardsdesign.net if you need to contact me you can contact me through there or email me at edwardsr59919 at gmail.com um, to web design you know social media campaigns um, brand concepting um, strategy different things of that nature so cool man. awesome awesome well uh, I think I definitely speak for Chris but thank you guys for being on the show and for being really just awesome people and um Chris, you got anything to say before we chop out? No, man. Um, once we do start making some money, though, we need to check these guys back I'm out. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> that I'm way we can actually you. pay them what they're worth. <laughs> <laughs> we, we can afford it. We can afford it. Once yeah. we make $600. Yes. So in about yes. four or five years, you think? About that, yeah. yeah. Going at the pace we're going now. <laughs> and it will be in writing. <laughs> oh, no. We will hey, Right, Robert? <laughs> Yeah, it'll be in writing. No, thank you guys for having us. Oh, absolutely, guys. Uh, Thank you again. Um, And I think that's it. So uh, after this, we'll go back into the rest of the pod and do some other things. But guys, thank you again so much. And we'll check you guys out another time. Hey guys, this is Tim and Chris from the Always More Podcast. Thank you so much for subscribing, following, rating, liking, commenting, and asking us questions. If you haven't done any of those, you're wrong and you need to. <laughs> oh my gosh, Chris, chill. Okay, well, seriously, thank you guys so much for those who have donated to the podcast by giving at buymeacoffee.com uh, in our sh- link in our show notes. And it really just helps us like spend more time to creating a better content for you guys to listen to and to also just help feed our caffeine addiction. Which we definitely do have. <laughs> it, it's actually a real problem for us. It is. It's it is. destroying our families. It's horrible. <laughs> anyway, guys, thank you so much. Back to the show. All right. We are back. We are back. Back again. Man, yeah, that was a yeah. good, good conversation with those guys. I love those guys. I miss them. I feel like it's been days since we talked to them, though. <laughs> like, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. Uh, that was good stuff. Hey, guys, I know we were talking about this before we uh, we went on the break, but make sure you guys go check them out. Go check out their Instagram. Go check out their profile. Go check out their website and stuff. Go see what they got. At, got Hire on. them. Yeah, go. Yeah, if you can. Sign af- contracts. Pay them. <laughs> Hire them for what you need. Please do. They're really cool people, too, so you can trust them to you know be men of their word and to do what you want. And no, for sure. Be respectful. And uh, I, I don't know about Jordan, but I know any money that you pay to Robert is going to those plants that he fathers. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he, he's a single plant father. So, <laughs> well, then Jordan's getting married, so it's probably going to go a lot towards his honeymoon. Oh yeah, come on, guys, help 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 them out. Help them out, man. They they need some uh, some honeymoon money. That's right, some honey money. <laughs> All right, so before we move on, uh, we got some fan shout outs that we want to uh, uh, do real quick on. We Apple. always love fans. Yes, we love you guys on Apple Podcast. Destiny uh, D Car gave us a review that said the first episode I watched was Eleven Zoomers because my friends were guests. I love the different segments and the input in that episode, so I started some other ones and I loved it. Thank you so much, Destiny. We love you. Yes. <laughs> I don't know you, Destiny, but I love you. Thank we, you. We appreciate that. Thank you for the review and for the kind words. 
And then uh, on YouTube. Yeah, so we have Skylar Ryan who said, uh, first time watching and I'm obsessed. Y'all are funny and so entertaining. Thank you for the show. You're welcome for this show. You're welcome. Yeah. You're not welcome for that. I apologize <laughs> on behalf of Tim. Uh, but no, thank you. Like, we love to be entertaining. We're glad that you find us funny. Yeah. I've always known that, you know, I'm pretty funny. I'm hilarious. But it's good to know that we're <laughs> hilarious as a unit now. That's nice. So thank you. Yeah, thanks. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on, we have Ask Chris and Tim. Yeah, so this is a section where you guys post your questions. Um, if you haven't done that, you might make it on another episode in the future if you do. Yep. Uh, so Charlene asked, why are you so connected to Marvel and Star Wars and some of us cannot comprehend? How can the Lost connect? <laughs> I'm guessing this is directed directly towards you, but I mean, at the same time, me. We both talk about it, but... We do, but it, it's mostly you. She's mocking you is what she's doing. <laughs> So why are you so connected? Oh, my gosh. So Charlene used to work for me at Grace, and uh, uh, one of the funny things is just I was, I mean, I've always been in Star Wars. I've always, you know, uh, allowed it to be a part of my life, and so she's probably, yeah, you're right. She's probably just kind of poking fun. Um, <laughs> but Star Wars and Marvel, I mean, Star Wars I grew up watching as a kid, and right. so I have that connection there. It's yes. just, it was one of the, I remember watching the original trilogies. We talked about this, I think, in our, in our second episode. And then um, I remember watching the prequels in theaters as a kid. So it, those things just have an imprint in me. And so growing mm-hmm. up, watching the shows, watching the other movies come out, it's just something that I've always really loved. I love the storytelling. I love the adventures. Uh, but with Marvel, I also grew up you know, being a big superhero kid and also reading comics and collecting comics. And so um, being able to, now that Marvel is really what it is now and why it's been so exciting for nerds like us is because we now have this unified vision of what it looks like on screen. Right. We can argue, we can debate about what we like or don't like, but it's still exciting that we have this unified world where we, we see so many different stories play out. And so, you know, and that's why so many, I think DC fans kind of like us in a certain way, we are upset with the DCEU because there is no unified vision. Right. And so it's extremely irritating to have these characters on screen and then you get delays or you get different movies like this whole Suicide Squad thing. Like I personally, um, I'm excited that this new one's coming out, but it's like so upsetting that it's a completely different interpretation of these characters than what was given to us because there was no communication and no right. you know plan. There's, there's like 12 different directors for like four different <laughs> right. movies and <laughs> nobody talks to each other. So none of these movies like actually interlink. They just yeah. happen in the same universe. Right, right. So, um, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, long story sh- short in there, I am saying the same thing I say all the time. Um, but these movies and these comics, they mean a lot to us because they've been a part of our lives for so long. And yeah. to be able to see these characters come on a screen especially is always exciting. So, All right. Yeah. So our next question. Speaking of Star Wars. <laughs> right. I was just about to say, the next question is on the same topic. Yeah. Uh, Fernando asks, Dooku versus Maul. Who wins? So, it, yeah, he says versus. So um, if it's like a fight fight, I'm going to say Dooku's going to win because he's just the more powerful Jedi Force user. Maul's great on the sword, but Dooku's got him beat with the Force. So I'm going to go with Dooku. Okay, but if it's a straight-up fight, like, he almost took out Sidious. Yeah. Dooku (sighs) lost to Anakin, like, just Anakin. Not even Anakin and Obi-Wan, because Obi-Wan was under, like, a a thing he was trapped well you can't compare that though because that's that's freaking Darth Vader I mean and he and he beat him the first time around so that's another question is when is he fighting Maul here 
I guess, yeah, it's, it's like prime versus end of the career. Uh-huh. I would still say Maul in his prime, though. Mm. Just because of his agility and the use with the saber, or what? Well, if you're looking at it like the reason they're fighting, I would assume it's because there can only be two Sith. Yeah. So they're fighting for who's going to be the main apprentice. Right. Is it going to be Dooku or Maul? Which means that Sidious hasn't messed with Dooku's mind yet. Yeah. Or uh, sorry, not uh, with Maul's mind yet. Right. So Maul is literally at the prime, like the top of his game, mm. and I think he could take Dooku. Interesting, interesting take. I don't know. At, at the point of even Clone Wars, I think Dooku was still extremely powerful, and granted, he might have been deteriorating by the time um, uh, uh, Revenge of the Sith comes out, and maybe that's why Anakin beat him. But I mean. He 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 beat Anakin the first time around and Obi Wan for that matter. That's that's pretty that's pretty incredible. Yeah, I don't know that it'd be a really good fight. And, and Obi Wan beats Maul. It'd twice. be a really good fight. Yeah, it would be. I'm down for it. Thank you for that interesting for, uh, question, Fernando. Yeah, I appreciate it. Cool. All right, moving on. Our next segment. Things I learned from the internet. All right. <laughs> so have you ever heard of this guy? You guys actually share a name. Timothy Dexter. Sounds familiar. So this guy is like one of the luckiest businessmen in the world outside of obviously, you know, Jeff Bezos. Okay, do tell. Uh, so this guy uh, bought. So business takes a lot of skill. Like you got to know yeah. what you're doing. You got to have the right investments and you got to have the right timing for your deals and all that. Yeah. But it also takes an incredible amount of luck. Okay. So you have to be at the right place at the right time, know the right people. Uh, you've got to catch those deals before they happen so you can make the maximum amount of profit and then right. sell before all of this stuff. So this guy, Timothy Dexter, one of the luckiest businessmen to exist, bought a bunch of U.S. currency before the Revolution War, mm-hmm. uh, the Revolutionary War, which at the time was useless because right. they only took British money, right? Yeah, yeah. So he buys his currency and then... Out of nowhere, this ragtag volunteer army in need of a shower defeated a global <laughs> superpower. Yeah, yeah. U.S. beats England in the Revolutionary War, and, and all of a sudden, yeah. their money is worth a lot. Right, right. So he just, like, he paid pennies on the dollar and then made a massive amount of profit. So luck number one? Bought two merchant ships and decided to start selling random things. Like, he cornered the market on very specific things like he bought a bunch of bed warmers uh, which are like these metal things you would put um like coals and things in yeah and put them under the end of the bed so that the bed warms up kind of like in pirates of the caribbean so like for like like northern uh nordic countries like yeah you would see them a lot in arctic circle countries yeah up north canada those areas um he bought a bunch of those and ended up selling them in the west indies which as you know is like cuba puerto rico hot yeah, it, it's like the Caribbean islands. It's hot down there. Okay. He sold them, though, as giant molasses ladles, <laughs> and they bought them. He sold out, made a crap ton of money. Wow. And then he thought to himself, I'm going to keep going with this weird stuff. <laughs> so he tried to sell them a bunch of mittens. He sent mittens down to these tropical beach <laughs> lands. And it just so happened that when his ships got to the trading port, yeah. there was another group of ships from Asian traders that mm-hmm. were actually going to Siberia. 
They uh, bought all of the mittens. Wow. To sell there? To sell in Siberia, which is where wow. he should have sent his boat in the first place. But, right. you know, whatever. Um, and, like, the, this, like, very surface scratchy stuff, because he did this all the time. Wow. Um, he sold coal to Newcastle, which is, like, the number one coal-producing area in Britain yeah. for all of Europe at the time. Right. Um, it just so happened that when his ships got there, they had just started a miner strike. Oh, my gosh. So they weren't producing coal, <laughs> and he sold his for a massive profit. Wow. Um, he sent Bibles to the East Indies where there were, like, no Christians, but it just so happens that there were some missionaries that <laughs> forgot their Bibles. So they bought his entire stock of Bibles. Wow. Like, it just keeps happening. He sold whale bones to a bunch of corset makers. He bought a bunch of stray cats, like, on a whim. <laughs> And then, so, how do you buy stray cats? He gathered them up like he had paid people to gather a bunch of stray cats, and was like, "I'm going to do something with these cats." Took them back down to the Caribbean right as an outbreak of rats started happening. They oh had a rat gosh. infestation, so they were like, "Give us all your cats," and he was like, "Give me some money." Oh wow! Like this dude just could not do wrong. He made so much money. Wow! Just doing all kinds of crazy deals like this. Um, he's a really weird dude too. It was like all by circumstance. He wasn't incredibly smart. Like you can read stuff that he wrote, his books and things like that. Real weird guy, Just, Timothy Dexter. Wow. But crazy luck. Dude, that's so, so wild. Like you ever think about like people who invest in things that are so off the wall and then like become millionaires, billionaires. Like Dogecoin. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect example. I think I spent maybe $15 and bought some Dogecoin. Yeah. And then I had a friend that was like, oh, it's going to hit a hundred, a hundred percent profit increase it's you're gonna hit a dollar and then you can resell it and if i had done that like if it had made that i would have made like a thousand dollars on it which is insane to think about right right but it didn't (laughs) (laughs) and i only spent 15 bucks so i think i'm still in profit like if i were gonna sell it now i'd make like 25 right so so fun man so cool man yeah history people business business (laughs) cats cats (laughs) All right, so speaking of history, here's a fun uh, thing I learned on the internet. Al Capone, the gangster, the right. uh, the notorious uh, gangster who who was uh, who lived in Chicago, is the reason why we have expiration dates on milk bottles. Nope. So I'm nope. now. This is an oversimplification, <laughs> nope. but it is theoretically. I mean, it's true, but it's, I'm oversimplifying this. But um, so after his niece became extremely ill from bad milk, uh, the powerful the powerful Chicago gangster lobbied aggressively for expiration dates to be put on milk for the safety of children and pregnant women. Um, now, if you research him more, you'll find out that he was actually also trying to get out of the whole, you know, alcohol business because it was about to become illegal again. So he needed to find another way to make more money. And it just so happens at the time that milk was one of the most prof- profitable ways to make a huge amount of money. So he he was getting his he was he was sneaking his way into the industry. And this so just you're so telling happened. me that now nah, see Al Capone <laughs> nah, was into milk. Yes, like. Yeah. Like, how are we going to make money, Al? Nah, we're going to get into milk, see? Nah. <laughs> right. Milk. Milk. So, milk. Yeah, so we, we have Al Capone to thank for uh, expiration dates well, on our milk. You know what? I follow those expiration dates religiously, so thank you, you Al Capone. <laughs> well, that was it. That was our, uh, what did I, or no, uh, things we learned from the internet. That was really nice. I enjoyed it. A lot, a lot of history today. I learned more about Al Capone than I ever thought I would know. Yeah. I'm here for it, man. <laughs> All right, next up, one of my most personal favorite segments, and that is Shower Thoughts with Chris. So, like, why don't we tell people that they should have a happy birthday when it's not their birthday? 
Like that way they can prepare for it. Like preemptively, like, hey, when it is your birthday, have a happy one. Like in the days leading up? Yeah, I mean, anytime. Like if I just, if I see you in the street, obviously I know your birthday is in September, but if I see you in like January, I'm like, hey, happy birthday. And then in September, you're like, huh, that guy told me to have a happy birthday a while back. I think I will. Like, why does it have to be on your birthday? Like, it shouldn't be weird for me to tell you happy birthday. Okay. That's like, hey, have a nice weekend. But it's like, have a nice birthday oh, whenever okay. it is. Sure. I guess it's because it's only like one day out of the year. And if you say it to me six months before my birthday, it's like so out of the blue. Is it though? Because you're going to have a birthday. Sure. Whether you're alive to see it or not is another thing, but I mean, you're going to have another birthday. I mean, would it be the same thing if I were to say, like, hey, I hope you uh, you and Elle have a happy anniversary? Yeah, exactly the same thing. <laughs> like, people in, like, December 2nd are like, hey, Merry Christmas. Obviously, I'm not having a Merry Christmas on December 2nd, but on December 25th, I'll have a Merry Christmas. Yeah. So why not, hey, happy birthday. Thanks. Okay, well, that leads to a whole other whole other uh, argument look, we could have here. Look, these are just my about. shower thoughts, No, man. no, 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 no. These you are the things I think up. about You brought the up Christmas thing, okay? Look, the, the Christmas season goes on for too long, my friends, okay? I think it's not long enough. How? What? I am all about the Christmas season, man. Okay, but are you telling me that should go on for two months? That's ridiculous. Six. No, shut up. No, that is ridiculous. Six months. No, 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 no. No other holiday gets that privilege. That's not even fair. And, and are you saying that all other holidays are equal to the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? I think if— you, I'm telling him. I think if you're going to bring up religion to this, I think Easter should probably have a little bit more of a precedent. Six months of Easter, then. <laughs> <laughs> six months of Easter, six months of Christmas. <laughs> I think I broke Tim, guys. I think I broke him. You can't, you can't, you can't have that many this months to celebrate. This is the train wreck we were talking about. <laughs> breathe, buddy, breathe. You can't have six months to celebrate a holiday. Even if well, not with that attitude. <laughs> this, no, I just, I, look, look, here, here's the other thing about Christmas, though, is it's the same songs, it's the same movies Because we only focus on it for a month. If you had six months of Christmas, you're going to sit here and tell me that Billie Eilish wouldn't write a whole album of brand new Christmas music for us? You're going to sit here and tell me that John Foreman wouldn't have three new records of just Christmas music? If it was six months? You're going to sit here owning a microphone, (laughs) and you're going to try to tell me that David Hasselhoff wouldn't put out a Christmas album? I don't care. It's the same. It's the same theme. Who wants to listen to the same theme of whatever for six? No, I do. No, this six is, months of Christmas, six months of Easter, and you know what? I want no. Easter songs. I want Easter songs. They already have them. They sing them I in want church more. all the time. What are you talking no, about? No, mm, eh, mm, no. no, that is that is it. Then it's we see the thing. The difference is is that we've capitalized and we've we've monetized Christmas to be something else. You're going to sit here, an ex-pastor, and tell me that we have not capitalized and monetized the church? Oh, no, we absolutely have. That's my point, is that we've changed it to something else, and now it's been bleeding out to not just the whole month of December, but now into November and October. And God forbid I see a Christmas tree in September. I'm getting mad. I see that. Dude, it's ridiculous. I want to be able to look. I'm all for the seasons. I mean, granted, we're in Texas, we don't really get that, but I want to celebrate you know the, the, the fall. The, because the of this, because of this discussion, I'm putting up my Christmas tree when I get home. If you do it, dude, take a picture. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see what Nelson. I'm putting it up. 
as soon as I get home. Oh, my gosh. So those are my shower thoughts <laughs> and all of Tim's angry replies to my shower thoughts. If you also have angry replies to our shower thoughts, um, please send us your comments, messages, questions, all of that stuff. Oh, my God. I want to hear what you think. Are you with me? Six months of Christmas, six months of Easter? Or should it be like six months of Christmas, six months of Groundhog Day? God. See, where do we stop? Where, where does it end? Well, we're Americans, so I would assume we would stop it at any holiday that's not specific to the Christian religion. But it's my point. It's like, oh, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, <laughs> any final thoughts today, Chris? <laughs> um, you know what? Yeah, so creatives have a lot of things to focus on, obviously. There's a lot of issues being a creative and trying to find a career in that realm, I guess. It, it's not easy to do. Yeah. But sometimes you just got to do it. You got to take the risk, jump out for whatever you think is what you're supposed to be doing. Right. If it doesn't work out, sorry for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are always new creative things coming out. So yeah. maybe keep on trying. Yeah. Um, my final thoughts is just a thank you again to Robert and Jordan for giving out their time and uh, being really amazing guys that I, I respect and a lot of, I mean, we could have actually different conversations with them and uh, they're just really cool people. And so uh, like, like we said before earlier, be sure to check them out. Be sure to uh, just give them your love. Go, go visit their sites, go follow, subscribe, whatever they got going on. Make sure you go visit them. Chris, it's been another episode. It's been an honor. It's been a pleasure. It has been fun it's been fun all right guys well again don't forget to subscribe to rate to comment to do all those things on the always more podcast and uh i think that's it chris that's it that's all i got all right guys we love y'all we see y'all next time happy birthday merry christmas see y'all next time happy easter peace thank you for listening to the always more podcast if you enjoyed today's episode be sure to subscribe share like and rate on whatever your platform of preference is you can follow us on instagram and facebook at always more pod and ask your question using hashtag ask chris and tim if you'd like to support the podcast and feed into chris and tim's caffeine addiction you can do so at buymeacoffee.com slash always more pod for further information and to contact Chris or Tim, you can email them at alwaysmorepodcast at gmail.com.